Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wednesday Night Prayer Meeting, a podcast about the history of jazz told from the perspective of someone who's been piecing it together one record at a time over the course of 20-odd years digging through record bins. From Hermosa Beach, California, I'm your host, Frank, and that was Prelude to a Kiss, performed by Archie Shep on his album Fire Music, with Shep on tenor, Ted Curson on trumpet, Joseph Orange on trombone, Marion Brown on alto, Reggie Johnson on bass, and Joe Chambers on drums. I chose a track from Fire Music as an opener because this week's episode is about something that's been in the news over the last few weeks, following an incredible article by Jody Rosen in the New York Times. In The Day the Music Burned, which I provided a link to in the show notes, Rosen tells the story of a fire that burned for 24 hours on the Universal Studios backlot in 2008. One of the buildings destroyed in the fire, Building 6197, was known as the Video Vault. At the time of the fire, the public was largely unaware of what the Video Vault contained. That information was not revealed until the New York Times piece ran. The so-called Video Vault contained the bulk of the master tapes for Universal Music Group's holdings stretching back to the 1930s. Over the years, the music industry has become more and more conglomerated and Universal has become the largest of the big three record labels, acquiring dozens of smaller labels along with their back catalogs, including Interscope, Geffen, A&M, Verve, Def Jam, Caroline, Blue Thumb, IRS, Chess Records, and many, many more. One of the labels that Universal now owns, and whose master tapes were reportedly destroyed in the fire, is Impulse Records, whose output will be the focus of this episode. Impulse was founded in 1960 as the jazz imprint for the larger ABC Paramount Records label under the leadership of Creed Taylor. Although he worked for the label for only about a year, Taylor was responsible for signing Impulse's initial roster, including Ray Charles, Gil Evans, and the artist with whom the label is most closely associated, John Coltrane. Coltrane had put out a string of albums with Prestige and was working with Atlantic Records when Taylor bought out his contracts to bring him to Impulse. This happened to be at a time when Coltrane's sound was evolving and expanding along with the rest of jazz's avant-garde, and his recording for Impulse tracked his evolution from star jazz tenor player to a musician like no other. Coltrane was a label star, with many calling Impulse the house that Train built, and over the course of his time at the label he was ultimately given complete artistic freedom in his sessions, and was able to persuade the label to put out records by incredible artists like Archie Shep, one of his protégés, who would likely have had a hard time getting such a high level of exposure otherwise. In some ways, it's difficult to say how significant the Vault Fire really was. On the one hand, as someone who really loves a lot of the music that Impulse put out, and as someone who spent so many years collecting records, the fact that the original tapes of so much incredible music has been destroyed is sentimentally devastating. On the other hand, at least some of Impulse's catalog has gotten the deluxe edition remastering treatment, and so it's likely that high quality copies of the tapes exist for some releases. In any case, the fire was as good enough a reason as any other for me to get around to doing an episode about the fantastic music that came out on the Impulse label, and I hope you enjoy. Up first is a song from Coltrane's first session for Impulse called The Damned Don't Cry. Enjoy. Thank you. 
That was A Call for All Demons from the album Angels and Demons at Play by Sun Ra. With Sun Ra on piano and percussion, Phil Cochran on cornet, Nate Pryor on trombone, John Gilmore on tenor, Marshall Allen on flute, Ronnie Boykins on bass, and John Hardy on drums. Sun Ra is remarkable for, among other things, the extensive catalog of recordings that he produced and released himself on his own El Saturn label. In the mid-70s, many of his albums were licensed to Impulse for reissue. Thankfully, it seems like unlikely that his master tapes were in the vault fire. The recordings were later remastered and reissued on CD by a label called Evidence, who presumably took possession of the tapes in the remastering process. Before that was Sunken Treasure from the album Out of the Cool, a phenomenal album that finds Gil Evans in top form, arranging for and performing with a band made up of himself on piano, Johnny Coles and Phil Sunkel on trumpets, Keg Johnson and Jimmy Nepper on trombone, Tony Sudd on bass trombone, Bill Barber on tuba, Roy Beckenstein on alto saxophone, Eddie Kane on flute, Bud Johnson on tenor, Bob Precario on piccolo, Ray Crawford on guitar, Ron Carter on bass, and Elvin Jones on drums. And starting that set off was The Damned Don't Cry from the Complete Africa Brass Sessions with Coltrane on tenor, Freddie Hubbard and Booker Little on trumpets, Julius Watkins, Bob Northern, Donald Corrado, Robert Swissom and Jim Buffington on French horns, Bill Barber on tuba, Pat Patrick on baritone, Julian Priester and Charles Greenlee on euphonium, Gavin Bushnell on piccolo, McCoy Tyner on piano, Reggie Workman on bass, and Elvin Jones on drums. Up next is a cut from one of Charles Mingus's albums for the Impulse label, 2BS. Enjoy.
That was Goodbye from the album Reaching Forth by McCoy Tyner with Tyner on piano, Henry Grimes on bass, and Roy Haynes on drums. Before that was Rufus from the album Four for Train by Archie Shep with Shep on tenor, John Shakai on alto, Roswell Rudd on trombone, Alan Shorter on flugelhorn, Reggie Workman on bass, and Charles Moffat on drums. And starting that set off was 2BS, a reworking of Haitian fight song from the album Mingus, 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 Mingus by Charles Mingus with Mingus on bass, Eddie Preston and Richard Williams on trumpets, Britt Woodman on trombone, Don Butterfield on tuba, Jerome Richardson on baritone, Dick Hafer and Booker Irvin on tenors, Eric Dolphy on alto, Jackie Bayard on piano, and Walter Perkins on drums. This next set of songs is made up of songs that have not been widely reissued by Impulse and for which the vault fire was especially devastating. Up first is from one of Ornette Coleman's albums for the label, a haunting, dissonant ballad called Broken Shadows. Enjoy.
Thank you. 
That was Blue Free from the album The New Wave in Jazz, an excellent compilation that was put out featuring performances from a concert of avant-garde jazz to benefit the Black Arts Repertory Theater at the Village Gate in New York City, featuring John Coltrane, Albert Eiler, Archie Sheff, Charles Tolliver, and Grishon Moncour III. Blue Free is Moncour's contribution. He plays trombone along with Bill Harris on drums, Cecil McBee on bass, and Bobby Hutcherson on vibes. Before that was El Toro from the album Passing Through by the new amazing Chico Hamilton Quintet with Hamilton on drums, George Bohannon on percussion, Charles Lloyd on flute, Gabor Jabo on guitar, and Albert Stinson on bass. And starting that set off was Broken Shadows from the album Crisis by Ornette Coleman with Ornette on alto, Don Cherry on cornet, Dewey Redman on tenor, Charlie Hayden on bass, and Donardo Coleman on drums. I imagine that there are a number of reasons why the albums have not been brought officially into the digital age, but I would guess that in most cases it's simple as it not being profitable for Impulse to remaster and re-release them. The albums that Impulse did give the deluxe reissue treatment to highlight what was potentially lost in the fire. Impulse's reissue of Sunship by John Coltrane has all of the false starts and conversations that were on the tape for the album sessions. Who knows what other nuggets are now lost to history. One of the most frustrating things about the whole fire situation is how little reliable information is available about it. It took over 10 years from the time of the fire for the public to find out about it, and Universal is vaguely denying the allegations in the article. I suppose it makes sense from their point of view. Basically, they spent the last half century buying up roughly a third of music history, and through their negligence set it on fire. Perhaps more information about the fire will come to be known. A number of artists have begun legal proceedings against Universal for their negligence in destroying the master tapes, including the estate of John Coltrane, so that could be a way in which information about the fire becomes public. On a personal note, I've had a number of run-ins with Universal, as they frequently use copyright claims to block my podcast from being uploaded to YouTube. Typically, I object to the copyright notices and have been fortunate enough that they've dropped their claims, but it's especially obnoxious that a label who allowed so much incredible music to burn would put me through the hassle of having to contest their claims when really I'm just trying to make people aware of their products. On that note, I've decided that the long piece for tonight, I'm going to play Charles Mingus's The Black Saint and the Sinner Lady in its entirety. It's a stunningly beautiful album, conceived of as a dance piece, that is to my mind the high point in Charles Mingus's career. And though I've played selections of it before, I think it deserves a listen in its entirety. The album features Charles Mingus on bass and piano, Jerome Richardson on soprano and baritone sax and also flute, Charlie Marinano on alto saxophone, Dick Hafer on tenor sax and flute, Rolf Erickson and Richard Williams on trumpets, Quentin Jackson on trombone, Don Butterfield on tuba and contrabass trombone, Jackie Byard on piano, Jay Berliner on guitar, and Danny Richmond on drums. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments or requests, please call the Wednesday Night Prayer Meeting voicemail box at area code 424-704-1666 or email wnpmpod at gmail.com. This is the Black Saint and the Sinner Lady. Enjoy.